Do you sleep because you get to or because you have to? Both? Yeah, I get it. You're listening to The Second Mountain with Jimmy Pena. reason I ask is because I recently downloaded a white noise app to help me at night. I'm hoping it helps me sleep, but I don't want it to distract my wife. But I'll come back to that. Do you train because you get to or because you have to? That's the topic we're talking about on the second mountain. This morning, as Letta was getting ready for work, I said, I want to run. Her positive, grace-laced reply came as quickly as you can say, on your mark. She said, yeah, you can't, but you can walk fast. This is where I nodded my head and forced the corners of my mouth downward in a sort of agreeable frown. True, mm mm-hmm, true. Some people in the faith and fitness industry will tell you that they train because they get to, almost with a sort of guilt trip associated with its post. In the purest sense, they see it as favor, a blessing, something to enjoy, a means to give back to God and celebrate life and limbs and ability. And that's awesome. Lord knows I've written a few entries on the subject over the years, and I built a platform on any measure of health being a gift. And yet there are others who train because they have to. They see it as obedience and honor and high responsibility. Much like they would manage their money, they see it only as temporary physical stewardship. They don't love it, but they love him, so they take care of themselves. Obedience, after all, doesn't have to be fun. For that reason, I could argue that they are the ones truly making a sacrifice of praise. But here's the skinny. The problem is in our hearts. We sin when we get off track by feeling self-righteous for being in either camp. Fact is, if you get to train, it's only because in God's sovereignty that you have to. And if you have to train... It's only by God's grace that you get to. Try saying that five times really fast. John Piper once wrote, Some godly people who exercise regularly and eat well drop dead at every age. And some sedentary overeaters live to be 90. Our days are set by God, not us. You won't live a day longer or shorter than God decides. But keep in mind that some people have survived the plunge over Niagara Falls. That doesn't make it wise. I doubt that I ever had a motive so pure it had no sin in it. I just don't like being overweight. My pants fit funny. I can't see my belt. But there's a difference between obesity and gluttony. Some people are overweight who have issues very different from gluttony. So never assume that overweight equals lazy and undisciplined. Piper goes on to say, Today, his main motive for exercise is purity and productivity. And by purity, he means being more loving. You know, as Jesus said, love your neighbor. And by productivity, he means getting a lot done. You know, he says the reason could be endorphins, could be ego. But most of that energy goes into the Bible and preaching and people. And the fruit from that is, I hope, edification, he says, which means I exercise to be a more loving person and a better pastor. (laughs) So cool. And in the same vein, Max Locato says, God has a high regard for your body. Paul calls our body the temple. So be careful how you feed it, use it, and maintain it. You wouldn't want anyone trashing your home. God doesn't want anyone trashing his. After all, it is his, isn't it? A little jogging and dieting to the glory of God wouldn't hurt most of us. Your body in some form will last forever. 
God will glorify your body. He will remove all weakness and disease. Isn't that great news? Your pain will not last forever. Is your heart weak? It'll be strong in heaven. Has cancer corrupted your system? There is no cancer in heaven. For a season, your soul will be in heaven while your body is in the grave, but the seed buried in the earth will blossom in heaven, and you will be just like Jesus. boy, Max. Anyway, this morning, as I got back into the saddle following a little bit of some physical setbacks, I decided to hit the gym downstairs to work my back. Looking down at the pitiful lightweight I would soon master, I had a flashback to my days when I used to row 200-pound dumbbells with one arm and with rhythmic regularity. Today, I have a 20-pound limit in each hand. I got to thinking, I'd love to be strong again, but I make a conscious choice to stay within my new guidelines. I'd love to run, but I reluctantly choose to walk fast. So what camp am I in? Well, I get to train within my limits, and I have to train to reach them. So the answer is, it doesn't matter. But I probably have a pillow in both camps. Regardless, the outcome of my decision is a filthy rag, like the awful, fuzzy sounds coming out of my phone at night. Our promotion of our purpose can often be one giant distraction, like white noise. It's there, but we don't always need others to hear it. Aren't we glad God sees the heart?